Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon, and this special episode is for all the crime junkies out there who are also film lovers. I'm joined today by award-winning writer, director, and producer, Yaron Zilberman. Yaron's new film, Incitement, is being released today in select theaters. And this is a crazy, crazy powerful film about um, a crime of real passion. So, The plot of incitement is based on true events, and it's actually the first time this story has been brought to the screen, but it chronicles the very disturbing descent of a law student who became completely obsessed with murdering his country's leader, the Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin in 1995. And this film is actually told through the eyes of Igal Amir, the murderer, who's currently serving his prison sentence, and he's still alive. Um, that doesn't give anything away, but, you know, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. So, so own. I'm so honored to speak with you about this. Um, let's just start. Can you just tell me your inspiration behind creating a film like this and actually telling the story um, through the murderer's eyes? Yes. Uh, thank you, Lauren, for inviting yes, me. That's of course. So cool. I love talking to you. Um, so the first of all, the inspiration, this is a national trauma. I would say it's maybe the most traumatic event in Israel history, arguably, mm-hmm. because, you know, there was wars, Yom Kippur War, for example. But uh, for most of us who grew up during that period of time, that's like the most traumatic. And so both nationally and personally, because we were all for the peace process, Rabin, Yitzhak Rabin, the Prime Minister, was on route to do a historical uh, peace with the Palestinian people, mm-hmm. you know, once and for all to stop all that bloodshed. And uh, But he was murdered, assassinated by uh, an Orthodox Jew, which was even doubly shocking. You know, any assassination is a trauma, like, you know, JFK and Lincoln, all these assassinations of right. leaders are... You know, horrific and traumatic. In mm-hmm. this case, it was also an Orthodox Jew using uh, also religious justification. Not only, of course, there are many things that acts upon him, and and so that shock led me, you know, to want to talk about it, tell that story, and also because in our times, you know, with attacks on democracy, the whole thing, the idea of mm-hmm. shooting a president is trying to kill democracy, right? right? Because in a democratic process, mm-hmm. we we select uh, our leaders, right? Mm-hmm. We vote for our leaders, and somebody tries to change that with a gun. So that was my sort of initial uh, inspiration, wanting to, to discuss these issues. Um, but then once I started to research, you know, it was first apparent that we have to tell it through the eyes of the assassin. Mm. That was the first thing, because only through his eyes we can see what led him to do it, and we can learn as much out of it and be more 
you know, dramatically into the story. And I found a character that I think it's fascinating to follow. I did too. You know, it's like when you see an example, a movie that came way, way after that we finished the movie, but Joker. Yes. We were hoping, by the way, for the same box office numbers. <laughs> ah, of course. Fingers crossed. Exactly. So I, I'm just saying the idea of taking a person that goes through this journey and turning eventually into, you know, in our case, assassin, in, in the Joker case, is like a mega... I love I love that comparison because both characters to me are incredibly fascinating and both characters also I I feel really bad about saying this um, but at the beginning I I liked him I liked Eagle and did you kind of do that on purpose like making Um, us sort of um, you know I I didn't mind him he was he's endearing almost like the Joker yeah yeah yeah. that's what I'm saying it's it's more about almost by definition when you follow a person mm-hmm. and he's charismatic and he's good looking and he's, he has his girlfriend that he courts and loves and yes. you see family dynamic. We are drawn almost like prone to, you know, uh, like these characters. Yes. They, they, and we, we follow them and the whole idea is to yes. show that he's not, in our case, this is not a monster. It's just, a, you know, a person. That mm-hmm. has a life and ideas, and is, in this case, is very sar- smart, sharp, a good student, law student. Yes. But in some circumstances, ha- you know, having to do with a lot of incitement, changing the narrative in society, people can, you know, f- change right. and, and become an assassin. And I want to show that process with, like, how come somebody can become. Right. Someone that comes from a good family, like Egal, yeah. like yeah. you said, he's a law student. He was mm-hmm. engaged to mm-hmm. to a wonderful woman. Yeah. Um, and and something else about him, which I found very interesting, is um, I sort of, after I saw the film, I wanted to hear more about him. So I looked up his journey, um, you know, his his prison journey. And I found that to be extremely interesting because he was put in solitary confinement for like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, and yeah. then um, his wife wanted to have a baby with him. So they fought for these conjugal visits, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. I guess finally they got one, but it was, it was after years of fighting. And I think he just recently came out of solitary in like 2012, yeah. which I found crazy. So yeah. just – curious how come you didn't choose to explore that that part of of his life just sort of you just wanted to end it with the yeah, assassination it's, it's a spoiler it's a spoiler <laughs> well it's, it's not a spoiler though, it's not no it's like, it ends in 2012 yeah. and then yeah. 17 and 19 no no um the the decision was again i followed him until he becomes an assassin once he shoots robin you yeah. know the prime minister's also a 73 year old Man, you know, which is like a very respectable right. uh, a, a hero in Israel, a war hero, a peacemaking visionary, a really grand, you know, personality. Yeah. Once he shoots that person, for me, I have the detachment. You know, I no longer want to follow him. Although yeah. it's true that every story and every is, is fascinating. But that was for me a departure point. It's just right. an end of that story. You didn't want to he glorify killed, he him. Killed peace. Yes, he killed peace. He kills democracy. At that point, it's like goodbye. Right, and that's sort of what I thought. Like you, you didn't want to glorify the yeah, the yeah, murderer, so to speak. Um, just and and I, I completely understand that, and I respect that. Yeah. I was just thinking of just the people out there that you know sure, just sure. just would. Love it's to hear about, yeah, yeah how yeah, fascinating yeah, his his demise was, yeah, and how yeah. you know he. Um, so yeah. So what I did was actually we spoke to him over the phone in jail, hundreds of I hours. I was going to ask you that, researching yeah. and asking him about you know how the the all, the entire script is based on 
partly on these conversations. Wow. You know, it's like on this date, on that event, why did you do, what did you say, who did you meet? So right. we really got into his brain, into mm. his mind, and it also helped us inform us in terms of the script, but also in directing the actor. Right. I think the actor, I mean, uh, did a fantastic job. I'm biased, biased. He, he was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic, an incredible, Agreed. incredible actor. Yes. Some people now compare him to De Niro's performance mm-hmm. in The Taxi Driver, mm. and he's compared all over the pairs. Also, in the New York Times today, they wrote that, uh, I mean, the, the uh, critic wrote an extraordinary uh, actor yes. uh, to, to Udenari, which he deserves all these uh, mm. accolades in my mind. Humbly speaking, it's not me, it's him, it's him. <laughs> well, he, so you know, he had some great him. direction too. Uh, so. <laughs> so the idea is how to be able to help the actor get into the mind of an assassin. Mm-hmm. That's a journey that usually a director and actor, is, you know, we become like a couple for a period of time in order to do this, make this transformation. When I met him, he was like a hippie. Yeah. You know, like you're really going into this, you know, cool festivals, That's and, so like funny. days of being in, uh, intense and right, right. all sort of stuff. Really, really cool. And I, you know, so the idea is how do we can take this person, mm-hmm. make him not just to act, but to believe that an assassination is a must, you know, to assassin Robin. Right. And he made this transformation, becoming religious, of course, mm-hmm. you know, went to synagogue three times a day, prayed. Uh, you know, really wore the, the, the dress code, you know, the kippah and the yeah. tzitzit and the whole thing. Um, you know, Orthodox people are not allowed to touch a woman before marriage. I mean, and a woman, not a man. Right. Even, even to touch. I'm talking about handshake. Wow. Not allowed. So he stopped you know, doing that completely. He had a girlfriend at the time. They got separated because... I was going to say. There was a whole... Was she like, you know what? Just call me in six months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a whole world behind him becoming Igalamil. Wow. I mean, was when you spoke to Egal, was he willing to speak with you guys? Was he was he happy to do it? What what was his um temperament like, I guess? Yeah. So first of all, you describe it very beautifully that he was in confinement so long, in isolation. So right. you don't know what's going on in his mind in terms of where he is at that, you know, we, period of time. We know he's a little crazy to begin so, with. But. So he wanted to he wanted to uh to talk. He wanted yeah. to talk. He wanted to express his views, his opinions. Um so think, he, I was he thinking was that he must have been like almost desperate to talk yeah, at that point, yeah. I would think. Um, so when you're doing a project like this mm-hmm. from script to screen, how long does it take? Six years it took us from the idea. You know, you have an idea and you say, oh, well, I want to make a movie about this subject. Yeah. And then six years until it's in the theater. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's a whole world, you know, in terms of researching of course takes a long, long time when it comes right. to historical, you know, drama like this and the yeah. importance in Israel. Every little bit of information is important if you said it right, you included what you didn't include. Da, da, da. Right, right, right. So research, oh writing, writing, financing, yeah, actor, you know, audition, yeah. da, da, da. and then getting into the role. It took a year to get uh, Yuda Nahari to mm. get into the role. And- well, I feel so honored that um, your work is really coming to life, you know, starting today yes. because it's opening in theaters in New York City today, um, which is so exciting. And can you tell us when it opens in a few more theaters just for our, our national and global listeners out there. I have the dates. There's yes. a lot. I think about 20 more cities coming in okay. the next few weeks. Lovely. The next one is Los Angeles Okay. Uh, in February 7th. And I don't remember the dates, but it's like everywhere. It's so Houston, I'm going to get those dates and I'm going to post them after. Um, so just also, you 
tend to lean towards creating these these dark films, um, like a late quartet. I watched that after um, I watched this, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. You just you lean towards the these you know it, it's dark and and they're interesting and they're smart. So what what draws you to that instead of wow. just right? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's I a mean, question to my psychology. Yeah. <laughs> You kill me. Um. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know you'd be funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, here it is. Um, so it just, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm drawn to stories of, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't explain that actually, to be honest with you. No, I, I understand because I am drawn to yeah. this as well. Yeah. Um, I think that for me, I'm either, um, I, I'm just extreme. I either yeah. like it very dark mm-hmm. or very funny. And in yeah, between, yeah, it doesn't yeah, work for yeah, me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but that's me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Good. I mean, yeah. But in general, I think films are about, you know, the extreme. Otherwise, we have normal life and we don't right. need to go to watch it. If you watch something, you want to see, you know, life to the extreme. Yeah. These people are, are in an extreme situation. Uh, it's fascinating. Also, mm-hmm. I have a background in physics. I studied physics in um, in uh, university. In oh, my wow. Degree. And <laughs> physics, when you want to know how a particle, what's the yeah. the essence of a particle, what it is, mm-hmm. you usually throw another particle at it. You know, there's all right. sort of... Uh, you know, so when yeah. they bump into each other, you, the Combust. explosion, the explosion mm-hmm. shows you the right, the inner working of that particle. I love so that. So I like these big conflicts in a way of this like character. Your own, I love that Boom. so much. And then we see who they are, mm. what make them tick, right. who these people are, and that that I find to, that to be fascinating. So. This is just sort of off topic, but a late quartet, you worked with Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late Philip yes. Seymour Hoffman, yeah. um, which it, it's devastating. I, you know, he was one of my favorite actors. Um, I recently interviewed uh, the CEO of Showtime who said, you know, he was looking to tap Philip Seymour Hoffman as uh, Roger Ailes. You know, he just had such a great career ahead yeah. of him. So what was it like working with him? Did you sort of see his inner struggle or did, was it kind of just hidden? Did he hide it so well? Um, just curious. Oh wow, that's a that's a long conversation, and I yeah. also want to keep his privacy. So yeah, of course, I would, of course. I, w- I would say that you know everybody around saw the the inner struggle. Yeah, the inner struggle right. was there, no question about it. Right. He was an extraordinary actor mm. and an amazing person. Also very funny on one to one. He was hilarious in terms of jokes and sense of amazing sense of humor, oh. incredible. But in terms of acting, it was just like every take, every take. Mm-hmm. Is, is a world and you know as a director it's hard because you want to take many as many takes as possible in a way so that you have variations for the editing room but each one is so amazing so just to right. choose which one to use eventually it's it's a I night feel like, I mean that's a genius that's a great problem to have yeah. I feel like not everybody has that no, problem no, no, no. I feel like most people are like no, oh my gosh no, these are you know no. everyone is yeah. just incredible and we were fascinated to see him you know mm. becoming the character he was um, but it was a troubled character, as you know, and yes. it's, it was late in his life, and it all, I think, somehow uh, mm. intertwined, you know, life and, and character in the case of our movie, because it's, it is about New York City, and it's about right. life of musicians, but, you know, I try to make a movie about the life of actors, meaning acting as musicians, and what does it mean, and symbol yes. to work, and also in the theater, he was big in theater, mm-hmm. you know, his life was split between film and theater, his, right. his uh, professional life, so... I think it all had to do, you know, touched yeah. the inner working of Philip Seymour Hoffman as well. That's so, so interesting. And I just want to say, again, how grateful I am to think uh, to him and how thankful I am that he, yes. you know, lent his talent to, uh, it was my first fiction film. 
Yeah. So that's, that just shows how big-hearted he was and what, mm. a, what a kind uh, human being he that's was. That's incredible. That truly is incredible. And I would imagine that's something that, yes, you're going to carry with you for your whole entire life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And he, and he taught me so much about uh, filmmaking and about working with actors. Thank you for sharing that. That's <laughs> that really that really is fantastic. Um, so just lastly, quickly, I just want to hear your Oscar picks for fun. Um, wow. Yes. Wow. So and and we can compare notes. Wow. So what is your wow. pick for best picture this year? Wow. 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 <laughs> well, uh, there are many great movies. Let's start with that. Okay. Uh, this, this year, I think they're fantastic. Okay. Um, I personally would go for. 1917. No. Uh, wait, are <laughs> yeah, you serious? Yeah, we say marriage, right? No, definitely not. I actually I actually don't say that. Um, no, I <laughs> I would actually say Parasite. Oh, wow. I love okay. Parasite. Parasite is fantastic. Amazing movie. Yes. Incredible movie. Yeah. Um, 1917 just... Uh, Tell me why. Yes. Because I like the idea that I'm going into, you know, a relatively small story, so to speak, like a person goes from one place. It's a, okay. It's a, it's a journey. It's one of those, like, that you go again into the minds of these two people thrown... Yes. Into this, uh, like, crazy situation, the most extreme situation that human beings can be at. Okay. And now they have to come from point one to point two in order to save, you know, the yeah. brother, but also a battalion. Uh, going into that, for me personally, again, Yaron Zilberman, uh, <laughs> I, I just love when, when directors on any artist throw me into such a world in such an intense way. And going through this journey, um, it just, yeah. uh, it's my cup of tea. Let me so ask I think you. It's, it was really, really, really incredible. Think... And the cinematic, uh, the yes. way the cinema is being made, I mean, the mm -hmm. filming itself. I have a lot of respect what for that. The camera does, the production yes. design, it's just like. It's one wow. one shot, basically, it's for those of you who haven't seen it. One it's shot. One shot. Yes. From, for me, from beginning to end, although, yes. of course, it's not. Yes, yes. But it, yes. that's how it feels, and I find that to Did be. Did you not find it, like, sort of cliche from the, mm. a war perspective? Like, oh, look it. He's, he's uh, you know, he's balancing on something, trying, and now he's going to fall. And you didn't find that? No. No. no okay. Not at Just me. Just me, that's guys. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> not, not me. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. No, so. No. There were a couple of, you know, music notes that I maybe moved. You know, to, oh yeah, the piano thing. The, oh, interesting. Some, yeah, okay. The, but also the music was unbelievable, incredible. So I thought the music for Uncut Gems was unbelievable. Okay. I thought that soundtrack was was amazing, and that was also one of my favorite movies of the year. But was, it's not nominated. It's not. I was I was disappointed. Were yeah, you? Of course, or of course. for Adam Sandler especially, I think um, yeah. he was. You know, to me, he was incredible, and and he was my choice for best actor this year. Um, and my next choice is Antonio Banderas, and then my next choice is he. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I. Said Heath Ledger. That's so sad. I meant oh, to say Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my gosh. Joaquin oh my Phoenix, gosh. Yes. I think there's no question about who's going to win. You think it's him, know. right? There's no question. What's your second choice? Antonio yeah, forget, or? No, forget second choice. There's no question. Okay, Come on. Done. It's, it's once done. in a lifetime. It's yes. One of those performances mm -hmm. that are historical, you know, proportion. Yes. It's just beyond real and I don't think anybody can do something like that. I I 100% agree and and I think about him dancing on the steps and it just makes me smile. Um so it's you know it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um well thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. Um guys, like I said if you're in New York City, um incitement comes out today uh at the Landmark Theater and the Angelica uh, Theater downtown. 
And I'm going to post um, more dates that it comes out. So everybody should, should, like I said, go see this, especially if you're a film lover or a crime junkie. It's a story that really hasn't been told very often. Um, so yeah, thanks, Yaron, for joining us. And um, thanks for listening to this special bonus episode. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.